0: Welcome to the In the Light Ministries of Philadelphia Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast, resources, and other ways to get connected, please visit indelight.church. There was this app that came out that got real popular. I mean, I guess, I guess it was several apps because of what that app did. The app allowed you... To put your picture on there or take a picture of yourself and then just press a couple buttons and all of a sudden you were aged, forward in the future, or you were made to look younger. So some of you who want to look younger, you would have like, man, this is, that's fun. And so, so a lot of people probably used that app and then it was this whole thing that went viral and a lot of people were just saying, this is the future me, right? And they showed themselves, it's like, man, I look like my parent. Like I look like my mom. I look like my dad. I look like, like one of my uncles or what have you or one of my aunts. So uh, how many of you uh, just know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about that app? All right. So it went viral. Everybody's posting up their future them up so people can look at that. And so um, I, I want to show you how to really do that though. I want to show you that that app created a scenario where it aged you and what have you. But If you really want to discover the future you, part of what I want to talk to you about today is you can see the future you, and you don't need an app. You just got to pay attention to what's on your plate. I've never talked about something like this before in church. I'm kind of nervous. I'm not trying to hurt um, or—it's not going to hurt nobody, but I'm not trying to— uh, I, I want to I do this well so people understand the heart behind what I believe God is saying in a, a unique way about our diet. And the church went silent. <laughs> See, money is very intimate when we talk about money. But try to take a, some food off of a person's plate, <laughs> depending on who that is, that can be real scary stuff. It's real intimate. But how, how many know that when God is, is looking to be a part of our lives, it includes everything that's a part of our lives, that we just can't categorize that to thinking it's just some time that we spend with him on Sunday, but we carry his Holy Spirit inside of us, he gives us his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is with us always, and it will show us how to do it all. So... I want to talk to you about seeing your future you, that we're fascinated right now by that. The world is fascinated about what the future them looks like, and I want you to be able to meet your future you. So let me just give you an idea. So we're going to be talking about diet and food today and this part of the Royal Refinery. And the Royal Refinery is basically us talking about through this series how the Holy Spirit prepares us. And and the Holy Spirit prepares us to take us to our future, to take us into our destiny, and how that's a royal refinery. He refines us, he defines us, he sets us, and and what the Holy Spirit does to get us to that place. And so today I'm just going to pick on the topic, the diet, and we're going to talk about different things, but today we're going to be talking about food and the diet. And trust me, it's going to be done in a different way, so we'll see how it goes. I found that a lot of us are, it's easy for people to have goals when it comes to their money, when it comes to goals for their career. A lot of us make goals. I want to be this in my career. I want to be here when it comes to my money or my finances. I want to be here when it comes to my family. So we have a lot of goals that we set up, and it's usually around those things, but it's a rare thing for people to have goals goals around their body where if you want to go forward in your career you want to be there for your family shouldn't you set up goals for the tent that's going to take us there this temple that the, this is called we it's called the temple of the holy spirit this temple is actually going to take us into those things and it's going to take us in one way or another how we take care of that body should we should have goals based on this body that we want to be there when we get to those career goals and those money goals. Are you following me? Yeah. So the Bible talks about uh, food actually a lot. And it, you can find it there where there was, there was actually, uh, God was giving the Israelites instructions on what to eat and what not to eat. So there's, there's talk about that. There's talk about uh, food and there's even talk about the sin of the abuse of food. And when we abuse food, it is considered a sin. I know it's not a popular thing. It's not always talked about in church. We talk about the things that are like, it's obvious stuff, right? But those are things, it's real that there could be sin around the abuse of food. We're filled with the Holy Spirit, right? But when we fill our bodies with unholy, so we got the Holy Spirit we're filled with, but if we fill it, our bodies with unholy crap, how how does that match? When we have a Holy Spirit, but unholy stuff that we put inside of us. It's probably going to be quiet for most of the time. (laughs) So I'm hiding behind this food, and that's why I have weapons with me. This is not just food, it is (laughs) weapons. Just in case you guys decide you want to raid. Like, what? What? You're not going to throw a tomato at me. I'm going to throw a tomato at you. <laughs> so we got a couple of things here, as you can see. I, I, I'm getting familiar with it myself because I don't. So we've got some peppers, and we've got some fruit, and we've got some carrots, and a oh, nice little spread here with berries and what have you. And, uh, wow, we've got some meat. We've got some ham. We've got a cut, And then we've got some snacks, like Chips. Cookies. Donuts. Like right now, we're finding out what you're really attracted to. <laughs> right now. It's 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 all here. So, some of this stuff will get you to your future you. And some of this stuff will sabotage the future you. Let's just talk about it. So... so, so So we're filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe we begin in the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher, who's our guide, who's all that stuff. Um, But if we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and what he's asking us to do in terms of what to fill our life with, you will listen to your body. So you can ignore the Holy Spirit all you want, but eventually your body is going to speak to you about what you're filling yourself with. And your body responds in a way that rewards you or it will punish you for the decisions we make around diet or food. How many know that? I mean, I I think we know that, but I don't know if we always live according to that. And so our eating habits contribute to preventing you from a future, a vibrant future. Many people now, based on maybe... Maybe they weren't listening to the Holy Spirit. Maybe they were just ignorant altogether. Maybe they were just used to eating whatever they wanted. They just did how they did. They just, what they crave is what they ate. But now, in in the future, what you find is that the future them, with poor eating habits, bad diet, now they have aches. There's aches in their body. Sight gets affected by your diet. Your energy is affected by your diet. So your future you will be less energetic with all the superficial energy you fill it with now. In the future, you'll pay for the lack of not giving it the right things that energize the body. Your mental clarity is affected by your diet. Your heart condition or your heart is affected by your diet. Your brain is affected by your diet. Even as you eat and you, you procreate with, with your, your children, their well-being is affected by your diet. All that stuff that they're medicating them for now can be contributed many times to a poor diet when you were carrying them. I'm not trying to hurt nobody. I'm just trying to, you know, this is this is... Talk to scientists. Talk to doctors. Be mad at them right now. (laughs) Stomach condition. Your gut. Affected by your diet. Uh, Your teeth and your breath. (laughs) I decided to lighten it up a little bit because you you guys were quiet for the all affected by your diet. So so for me, um, I learned uh, a couple years ago is I got to lay off that orange juice. That orange juice gives me some acid reflux for real. It just gets all acidic inside, and I'm just like, oh, it's burning my throat. So I said every time, so I was able to know every time I drink this, this orange concentrate, it just does something internally that my body is not, is not enjoying that for our it's made. Um, too much milk. Yep, yep, too much milk. It just allows... Like we want to flow in the Holy Ghost, but we don't want to. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just to loosen you guys up. It can it can jack up some some things. Lactose intolerance. So so. I don't know why I do this, but it was probably a couple days ago where they were ordering some food around here, and. Um, and so Veronica, our, our admin, she just comes in, and she knocks on the door. It's like, hey, we're ordering some food. Would you like some Popeyes? And then I hesitate for a little bit because I'm like, oh, no. Like... But then I go, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of hungry. Like, you know what? Just, Just, it's okay. Just go ahead. Like, that's fine. And I was hesitating because of past experiences. <laughs> but I just started justifying, <clears throat> I started justifying like, you know, maybe maybe my body is like, it just needed a break from some stuff, and that was a bad experience with Popeye's. I just don't do Popeye's well. After I ate that, it just don't do that well. It's just, I mean, literally, my eyes do pop. Like, my eyes... <clears throat> <clears throat> I don't know what your experience is. Like, if you got a different system going on, but Popeye's doesn't, like, I'm not... That grease, help me, Jesus. It's just... Like, I... And I don't know why I ignored it. You know, it's like, maybe this time it'll be okay. Maybe i got to build up an immunity. So anyway, just, just paying attention to the food we eat and paying attention to what our body says to us about what we're eating. Because if we're not going to listen to the Holy Spirit, we should listen to our bodies. So there was a, um, uh, it, was, it was well-known conventional wisdom back 20 years ago where in order to lose weight they were saying you basically you need to of course change your change your diet change your eating habits exercise go and go and exercise um, change up some patterns of the way you do things and so in in other words like instead of take the elevator take the stairs and so this was, this was the thing that they were telling everybody. But what they found with that wisdom is a lot of people, after some time of even giving that advice, is that they would just stop doing it. They would start off excited. You know how we do. January 1st. And then January 7th is a whole other thing, right? So it's like, yes, that's a, my resolution. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to treat my body better. I'm going to do things differently. And so... It's the same thing with people. They would give them these things. They would make these suggestions. They would encourage them. So they would get all excited, but it was short-lived. And people, people would quit, and, and it, it, just, it just wouldn't work, and, and people's habits would just go right back to normal, and they would get disappointed and discouraged by it all. So here's, so there was a, a research team for the, uh, the health research, uh, the Department of Health, that a uh, research team, was funding a project uh, and an ex- kind of an experiment or, or some research on a different approach to just losing weight and changing habits and, and diet. So what they did is they took about 1,600 obese uh, people and they said, here's all we want you to do. We just want you to, we just want you to document and journal what you eat on a daily basis just document it, just write it down, that's all we want you to do, and so um, that's what they did, so uh, those, they started writing down the food, and at, at first, it was like tedious, and it was hard for people, but they, they committed to doing it, and what they found, as, as they were rereading what they were eating, that many of these people looked at it, and they're like, oh my goodness, like I, I got to change this, so they noticed, like, things that were similar, they're like, you know, for those those munchies, those midday munchies that we get, they noticed, like, around 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., I, I have these midday munchies, and so they said, this, I usually eat whatever snacks, uh, what have you, this stuff, and said, but we're gonna, instead of that, I'm gonna put around me fruit, and instead of eating the snacks, I'm going to change it up to that. So all that stuff. And then what they started to find is that as they were journaling things, they started using their journal to actually actually document and write down menus of what they were going to eat in the future. So here's what they found after a given time. They said those people who wrote down on their journal and read the journal, their food journal, lost twice as much weight as the people that didn't just carry, carry on the exercise. Because now they were reading something and they were seeing something. And here's what I wanna tell you, is that when, when you, you can read your story and what the future you is gonna look like, it's in your diet. The future story of you can be found in just reading out what you're eating. It's in your diet. So when they read their story and they read the journal, like they began to decide, I want to change the narrative. And I can change this narrative by directing my cravings away from these things that I'm noticing are bad habits and bad patterns. So they were seeing, like, do I want the future me to be this? And in the way, it might satisfy an immediate satisfaction. It might bring immediate satisfaction, but long term, they started getting conviction about their story as they were reading their food journal and where it was taking them. Your story is in your diet. If you want to know the story, instead of getting an app, you want to see the future. You. I know it's going to feel hard. The future you is written in your present food. Matthew 3, 4. Let me read some scripture here just to help us out. All right? So it's this. It's It's basically talking about John the Baptist. It says this. John's clothes, John the Baptist's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and wore a leather belt around his waist for food. He ate locust and wild honey. Locust and wild honey. How's that for a diet? But what does John the Baptist's food tell us about who he is? So if you look at honey, it's, it's, it's easy. Honey, th- these are the things that it contributes to. It's an antioxidant. Honey is, uh, causes, is an antibacterial, antioxidant fungal, so infections and all the stuff that can come to our body, uh, honey fights that off. Honey heals wounds. Honey boosts immunity. Honey's Helps with you with your digestion and your gut health. Isn't that one of the big things right now? Gut health, gut health. Well, honey does exactly that. Honey is one of those things that it doesn't expire. In fact, the scientists have found, or archaeologists have found, that even in the tombs of pharaohs, the, the, there, was, there would be honey there that was kind of covered up, and it still hasn't expired to this day. And this is thousands of years ago. So honey is almost like an eternal thing. It's eternal. It doesn't expire. Let me tell you about locusts. If you're wondering if you want to munch on some locusts. Besides being crunchy. They are rich in protein and fatty acids. And the minerals that boost your immunity. It fights cancer. It prevents inflammation of body organs. So if your body flame up, there's the the locust. It it, it does that. And and not only that, but you know that locusts, most most of what they consume is a harvest. They just consume harvest and they, they, they eat the plant life and everywhere and they can come in and it's almost like a plague. If there's a lot of them, it would consume a harvest and destroy what? Your future. And so I believe John the Baptist, even partaking of eating locusts, he was destroying what would destroy the future harvest. He was eating away at what would destroy. Something later on down the road. So what do we learn about simply just looking at John the Baptist's diet? We would call it paleo today, maybe. Uh, what we we learn about his paleo diet, John the Baptist? We learn, and it tells his story is right here in his diet. You, you can't see John the Baptist's story? In the honey... When he comes to minister, his ministry is, all, is about securing people's it, eternal, uh, eternal destiny. His message is that of repentance, of turn around. He's, he's, it's kind of like the honey that's inside of him will come from him. He's looking to preserve people's lives. He's preaching a message that's healing wounds. Everything that was sabotaged their eternity, he is against. It's in his diet. It's in him. It's it's, it's it's in his story. You can see. And then, and then the locusts, when the people, the religious leaders would come up and and they were around, John the Baptist would get ticked. He would get ticked at poor leadership, at religious leadership, at people that would destroy the harvest. It's in his diet. He eats locusts for breakfast. It's like, and, and so you would see it in his preaching and how he would see people. He would just say, He would go after the future harvest destroyers. He was fighting, like the locusts, fight against cancer. What is cancer when your body is trying to fight against your body? So anything that comes against the body of Christ, he's looking to fight against it. And he identifies it. This is like cancer to the body of Christ. And so he would fight those things, even in his word. His story is in his diet. God God talks about, it like, now now some of you might be saying, well, you know, it's different now because now we're in the New Testament, and so the Old Testament, God said, you know, in the New Testament said, you can eat anything. Not so. Not so. See, in the Old Testament, what we read, in the Old Testament, he talks about, hey, you can't have any of these things that are, like, crawling in the bottom of the ocean, the shellfish and all that stuff. And he's like, well, I want you to have those things, like the, the pigs and stuff like that. All that stuff that those, those they, they're eating of like they eat whatever and anything. And so what is God doing in the Old Testament is he's basically, I'm going to move you to the future and I'm calling you to be the head, not the tail. I don't need you to be eating things that are bottom feeders because that's not the future you. I don't want the future you to be a bottom feeder. I know you eat shellfish. Now, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to sanctify this real quick because you're like, oh my gosh. You're looking over to your honey, like so much about red lobster afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but those are bottom feeders; those are the things that are eating. That anyway, I, I don't want to get into that too much. But so it, it was basically he was preventing them from destroying. And, and a lot of those, they didn't have the things that are needed. Our body, their bodies, didn't have the things to fight off those. It just, it was a bunch of stuff that kept them from that. So now you go into the. New Testament, the blood of Jesus, all that stuff, and, and, and now there's things with the, the Gentiles, because the Gentiles are eating things that the, that are forbidden for the people of God, and uh, through the Holy Spirit giving them instruction, they're able to say, listen, you can, you can eat whatever is put before you, this is so, totally different than the diet that they're used to, like, no, we can't have this, they eat a bunch of things that are forbidden, but here's what he did. They said, You can eat whatever they put before you, thank God for it, bless it, all that stuff. Now, this is where you guys feel good about stuff. Yeah, we just got to bless it and say. Now, what they do say is, But don't eat the things that are sacrificed to idols. If you know it's been sacrificed to idols, how does that apply to us today? Like, you know, are they sacrificing food to idols right now? So, what, he's, he, what God is helping them to uh, move into. Is for them to be conscientious of food that's been poorly processed. If it's been processed in the wrong way, in a sense, it's idle food because of what it does to the body. And he says, make sure there's no animal blood in it and all that stuff. So it's all that stuff because we know the life is in the blood. And so 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 it's all that stuff. And so we might not be eating like blood stuff, but how is our food? Processed. That doesn't, how it's processed means that our body doesn't really process it. So it affects us negatively. And it actually keeps us from experiencing and becoming the best future you. And that's what you find in diets. That's what going back to the beginning, foods and all that stuff. This you later on the aches the pain the diabetes the all that stuff that comes the heart conditions the brain the lack of clarity the stuff that we end up having to give our kids pills because of poor diet all that stuff is food related and the enemy knows this and there's a whole industry and money that goes into idle food And so this is where the people of God has one up or should have because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, he gives us the intelligence and wisdom of no, not that, and yes, that. And I'm going to bless this over here if I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to pay attention to the Holy Spirit and I'm going to pay attention to my body as to whether these are one of the things that are not preparing me and setting me up for my future. See, when the Holy Spirit refines us, he's refining us holistically. There's a whole different diet for royalty. And you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. And and, you know, royalty embraces the preparation and refinement process because they realize they're what? Royalty. But if we want to act like bottom of the barrel feeders and whatever, we'll eat whatever because of our cravings. So what do you crave? What do you crave? Your food tells us tells us your story. And so it comes down to what you're craving. If you just want immediate satisfaction, you're one of those people, I just want immediate satisfaction. Then you will eat according to that. You will just eat and take in because you don't care about your future. Hate to put it that way, but hopefully some people are delivered today. Because what you're doing is you're, if you're just looking for immediate satisfaction, you don't realize the food that, so the food you're eating that can bring immediate satisfaction actually is the food that brings decay and death and disease. But you don't care because I just want immediate satisfaction. What do you crave? Do you just, do you just crave like, I just want what I want now. I just want to do... Because if you're royalty and you want to come into the full destiny of what God has for you and if there's things that your body has been telling you but you've been ignoring it let the Holy Spirit help you out today to refine you so that you can meet your future you. It would be tragic if the food you're eating is eating away at the future you. So do you crave immediate satisfaction, or or do you crave a long productive life? You ever think about that? Like, what do I crave for my life, for my body? Do I want a long? What would what would the when when the people of God there was times where the kings would be like out in the what they would what they would uh, wish on them. They would say, "We wish you long life. May you live long. May you live forever." It's almost like they're speaking to, like, like that's what you would wish for royalty, especially if they're, done, they're, they're doing good and, and they're, they're helpful. you wish them long life. How do you get long life? Is the food. That's part of it. That's a major part of it. A long So what do you crave? Do you want to live long? or you good? I just want to get to heaven. I just want to see some angels singing. I want to break dance in the backyard of Peter. I don't know. What do you crave? You ever, you ever and I, I think based on what you crave, your food will tell that story. It will look, and your food tells us and will tell you what you're called to do and what you will do in the future. It's found like the honey and locust that John the Baptist ate, it's found there. You're, you're, isn't that crazy? How the Holy Spirit would get you even to eat certain things because it's part of your future, you. I'm not saying we, all of us go out here now and grab some locusts from the ground and just like have a party. And I'm not saying like we shouldn't eat meat and, and the proteins and all that stuff. Because that stuff is, is there's, there's good parts of that. And there's good fats and there's bad fats and all that stuff. So I don't want to get into the whole like this is not, you know, Dr. Centeno on your, on your diet today. I just, I just want you to reconsider and look at the scripture in a different way and the Holy Spirit in a different way and how he refines you and part of the refinement process will be a part of your diet. Uncontrolled cravings in your diet is to lose control of your destiny. That's what you're basically saying. If you can't control your diet, you lost control of your destiny. I have a friend, um, this was a couple years ago as well, we went out to Liberia, Africa, and I just asked him to come with me, as a friend from Lancaster, no one from this church, so don't panic. So, uh, I asked a friend of mine from Lancaster to come with me, he's good friends with me for years, so we go out to um, Africa, and you know, we get the shots, and we do all that stuff to get out there, and we were out there, uh, I was asked to to preach at uh, an anniversary service at this church, and, and so... Um, So I'm out there, and this is shortly after their civil war that they had out there. So it was still in, still repairing it. Not that that means anything, but um, it was, yeah, there was still things in repair. So, but I know going out to a foreign place and after getting these needles, I got to be careful with what I eat. I got to be careful with it. So, so me and him, same thing. We're eating, and I am so cautious of what I'm eating out there. I'm telling you, all I had was like French fries. Not that that's good for you, but um, uh, what was it, Uh, like grilled cheese, because I was just like, and they didn't even know how to make grilled cheese. Isn't that so weird? I was like, this is what you do. You put cheese in a bread and just (laughs) toast it one side and flip it over and bring it out to me, because everything else in the menu, I was just like, I just felt suspect about. I was like, I think I can work with that. And then I had tea, you know, boiled water, all that stuff. So anyway, um, I was really cautious in in, in what people were were feeding me during that time because I was being careful. You know, I'm there to minister. So my friend, during our time, and I, I don't know if we could trace what he ate, but he got sick. And he literally, for the next couple of, we were there like maybe two weeks, for a whole week, he is not able to leave that room. I mean, he is bedridden. It's coming out both ways. I mean, it's really bad. It's really bad. So it was just like, he, it, just, it just ruined his time. He, was, he didn't even know if he was going to be able to fly home because it was at the tail end. I was like, man, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for him. I'm believing. But his stuff, I mean, it just, the food that he ate just kind of ruined things. The only, there was so much to be done. There was so many things I experienced on that trip without him. Because what he ate didn't allow him to be a part of the rest of the journey. This is what I'm, I'm trying to say. And to me, it's just, a, it's what happened there. But I want us to consider even now. There's this whole mission and calling and destiny for each of our lives. Yeah, so good. But are we going to end up being like my friend, missing it? And not able to experience and have it because we're physically not willing to go through that refinement process of being cautious of what we eat and don't eat. I want you to be able to fulfill your mission. The Holy Spirit is there to make sure you fulfill your mission. And the younger you are, the more you shouldn't be tuning me out. The younger you are, the more you're like, oh, this is just for the adults to chastise them about their eating habits. No, no. The younger you are, you start right now developing some habits that set you up, even though marriage might be way down the road, sets you up for your children and your children's children. You know, there is people groups that are so healthy in their old age. In other countries, because of the unprocessed food and other things that they're eating, and like, how do you do this? And, 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 you know, in my neighborhood, once you're this age, you can't do nothing. But then you go to these other places, and their diet is different. Their habits are different. What's The, di- the difference is their diet. So what is the future you crave? What's the future you crave? I just want you to think about that. Long productive life, fulfill your mission, and be excited when you get there in that mission and able to do it with all your strength. You wonder why or how they lived to a thousand years old and Methuselah and all those other guys that lived that long. Can I suggest to you some of it was their diet, some of it was the way in the foods that weren't like the foods that we have now, staying away and moving towards the right diet and things that they needed to eat so based on that future that you crave let your diet get you to that future you or all you'll have is a picture from an app that says this is what he would have looked like or she would have looked like if she was still around why don't you still be around and in fact Why don't you look different than what even the app can do because of the diet and the food that the Holy Spirit teaches you what to eat? I know it's different today, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Subscribe to our podcast and social media outlets to be kept up to date with everything going on at In the Light Ministries of Philadelphia.